0: I want to invite you to join us for the first ever Bitcoin Business Owners Roundtable. On May 22nd, Paul D. co-founder and former COO at Mudwater, will be sharing about online marketing and using Bitcoin to accelerate your efforts. In addition to helping scale the well-known coffee alternative, Paul is also behind Casey Cattle's recent Bitcoin adoption that went viral on Twitter. After Paul shares, there'll be a live Q&A along with the time to share insights and network with fellow entrepreneurs. You can find a link in the show notes to sign up. Be sure you'll be able to say, I was there when your progeny ask you where you were for the first ever Bitcoin Business Owners Roundtable. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Esteban, who's the founder of Echo Bridge Animation Production and has been an animator since 1999. He's an executive producer, producer and director for television, music videos and commercials. Echo Bridge is also the first animation studio to adopt a Bitcoin standard. think you're going to enjoy today's conversation. We talk about some key tools that Esteban likes to use for operating on that Bitcoin standard. So if that is something that you're interested in learning more about, you're going to profit from today's conversation. Of course, before we get to our interview with Esteban, we do have this week's Bitcoin meetup spotlight. And this week, it's the Boise Bitcoiners. Boise is known as the city of trees, but there's a group working hard to make it also known as the city of Bitcoin established in 2021 Boise Bitcoiners was formed to help Bitcoiners connect and network in person with other like minded individuals, whether you're looking to make friends who actually understand Bitcoin or you want to start a Bitcoin business Boise Bitcoiners is the place to be. To find out about the time and location for the next meetup, follow Boise Bitcoiners on Twitter. And if you don't happen to live in the Boise area but want to find a Bitcoin meetup near you, I encourage you to download the Oshi app where you can do just that. Now, we're going to get to our interview with Esteban right after this business owners. Unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with a Bitcoin for Business quick start guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Esteban, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. So, you ready for these? Absolutely. Let's go when and how did you first learn about Bitcoin
1: much like many people I learned about Bitcoin back in 2011 2012 uh, I heard about it I thought it was interesting you know I bought some um, and then later on you know when it had a little bit of a pump I sold it so I could buy video games and I'm kicking myself <laughs> ever since but then you know for the longest time I was also a really big gold and silver bug um, during the 2019 elections, uh, you know, that whole cycle, I was trying to look at ways to preserve my business. And, you know, how could I, like, at least future proof it just in case, you know, things change. For those who don't know, uh, my business, I work for Hollywood, for the most part, you know, I do a lot of productions for some of the big names. And if you're so much as to the right of Bernie Sanders, you can find yourself in, you know, a world of, trouble and not doing so well. Um, So I wanted to find a way to protect my business. I was watching, you know, some of my friends who were also in the industry, you know, losing uh, clients, losing their bank accounts or getting accounts frozen because of their more, I would say, uh, centrist views. And I didn't want that. So what happened was I was trying to experiment with uh, paying people with sound money. So I, I, I talked to one guy who was in, my, in the studio when we did have an office back then and offered to pay him in silver. He's a young guy in his 20s. Uh, he thought it would be a cool idea. But the moment I put a silver dollar in his hand and tried to explain to him what, what it was, he just gave me this look of confusion. And I knew that this was not going to work. <laughs> so with the moment I, I had mentioned Bitcoin to him, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I kind of heard of it. You know, I have a little bit of this uh, other crypto. I forgot what it was called. At the time. Um, so I started really looking into it as a means of self-preservation and insurance. And I hadn't even thought about the idea. of, Well, maybe I'll, uh, I'll start using this as money because like most people, you know, it, it's the investment. You know, it's the preparing for the worst kind of deal. Or at least in the gold bug community, that's kind of how it was. And number one, go up was kind of a benefit because that 2020 bull market really made things interesting. Then towards the end of like mid 2021, things were going, you know, uh, starting to take their turn. Everybody kept saying that it was, you know, the soundest money on earth, the the hardest money on earth. That's the best form of payment. But I hadn't been using it for payments at all. And I started experimenting with it. To say okay well what is this like you know is this better than a bank account and i had some you know personal issues uh with the us you know government you know, good old irs friends and it kind of forced me into <laughs> learning how to live on bitcoin real fast and then after that i'm like wow this actually works you know maybe we can try this out you know for the business too it is you know just in case and, you know, we started really messing with it as far as, uh, you know, payments go. We offered it to our clients. If they wanted to pay us in Bitcoin, you know, we'd give them a discount, offered to employees, like, hey, you'd get a 5% bonus. And that was to help with the volatility. And, you know, it was it was hesitant at first, you know, then the 2022 uh, bear market, you know, kind of drove people out, but we still had some, some diehards. And this year, uh, you know, we had made the conscious decision to say, oh, uh, let's, let's really get into Bitcoin as far as like a means of exchange and payment. So that's, again, those touch points, let's say like 2012, you know, 2019 and 2021 were or those different eras or epochs of uh, learning about Bitcoin.
0: Well, Esteban, I appreciate that context, and it kind of sets up a lot of what we'll be talking about for the rest of the interview. Question number two is this. What's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood?
1: Well, I wish everyone understood how easy it was. You know, it's not very... I mean, there's so much hype and mystery around this, but the very nature of it all is it's just a simple peer-to-peer cash system. And that's it, you know, let, let's cut out the rest of the noise and, and, and focus on what's what it actually is.
0: Question number three, what's the Bitcoin resource that you most recommend to other people?
1: So when it comes to living on Bitcoin, uh, there's not many resources out there. And so I'd say there's a, a few places, there's a, there's a Bitcoiner, he's a super toxic maxi guy, and his stuff is very, very, you know, on the nose. Uh, his name is Darth Coin. You can find his stuff at uh, darthcoin.substack. And he just puts out a lot of these very useful and practical guides. Um, but outside of that, there's not many people actually talking about living on a Bitcoin standard. So that area is still up for grabs as far as any content production goes.
0: So, beyond Bitcoin, what's a resource, idea, or tool that's been helpful? to you or your work at Echo Bridge recently?
1: I'd say that resource has probably been social media. So, Twitter and uh, the Noster platforms. Uh, You read a lot, you know, get different opinions, especially when people are arguing. I mean, you you can just ask that resource as well. Like, if you have questions about it, people are, are more than happy to, you know, help you find an answer or provide an answer or some guidance. And I think people should just get involved.
0: And now we have what we call our arbitrary but insightful question. And it's this, as a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Wow, okay. That's, I,
1: I'd i say why. Because then you can always ask why not later. Or as mm-hmm. part of the why. But if you're not asking why, I, to, to, I mean, that's the start. Like, well, why? Why is that not possible? Why is that possible? Why is this?
0: But here's what truly sets them apart. Veles Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Veles Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future proof your business in the coming age of hyper Bitcoinization, head over to VelesCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Veles Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Well, Esteban, we're here today to talk about EchoBridge, talk about your work there, living on a Bitcoin standard and operating your business in as much as possible on a Bitcoin standard. You've already kind of given us a little bit of a context of how you've come to that point. I'm interested to learn about how as you've transitioned to wanting to earn Bitcoin, what have those conversations been like uh, when it comes to you know, talking with customers, and especially with larger productions, you know, I imagine it's probably hard to get paid in Bitcoin when it comes to working with people in Hollywood. What have those conversations been like? What's the interest that people have to pay in Bitcoin?
1: It's mixed, and I would say a healthy, you know, blend of you know, like there's a quarter of the people who are super interested, and they tend to be on the you know, smaller client side all the way to, you know, the the last quarter of, you know, multi-million dollar productions where they're very anti-Bitcoin. And sometimes, you know, that knowing that we are on a Bitcoin standard too, or that we accept Bitcoin, we've we've often lost work or uh, lost out on bids due to that. They take it very politically in certain regards. So that's been interesting. And then you have the people kind of in the middle, you know, the other two quarters who are in that, that matrix and they're either they're curious, but they're not sure. or They're curious and they try it out, you know? Um, and some people uh, like one of our recent productions, they were just like, Oh, so what's this Bitcoin thing you want to be paid in it? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Well, how do we do that? You know, and that's, that's pretty good. I'm always working, looking to help people understand and work through it and help them to source stuff. But um, as of recently, what we, What we did is we signed up with BitWage. You know, they do a conversion for you. So it's almost like a payroll service. And we just tell the clients, you know, who do you want to pay us, uh, who aren't interested in paying us in Bitcoin. Like, hey, here's our account number. Just send funds there and then we'll have the funds converted to Bitcoin on our end.
0: So one of the things we kind of we kind of hopped right into the Bitcoin conversation. But I also think it'd be helpful for people to hear about what you do as far as animation now, I know you said you work with all all levels all the way up to, you yep. know, bigger Hollywood productions. Could you give us a sense of what your work looks like? Uh, the executive producer, director, all these different things. It sounds like you do a little bit of everything. Could you give us an, an insight into your work and maybe just help people understand the world of animation a little bit more? Because a lot of us probably don't know much about that beyond like Pixar and Disney stuff, right? <laughs> DreamWorks. We don't yeah, really know absolutely. about animation.
1: So for, you know, primarily we're a production company, what that means is when someone has a concept or idea, and this is usually for television shows, uh, commercials, music videos, uh, they'll come to us, you know, we'll, you know, I have a team of producers, coordinators, and assistants, you know, who will help us to build production teams. And those teams will usually consist of writers, other directors, uh, editors, animators, designers, you know, we put the whole package together and then work through creative management. And that is mostly on the service side. What we've been doing too, is there's another aspect of the business, which is a uh, project creation and development. So we'll take the time and investment to produce our own content and put it out for the masses, you know, try to monetize that as well. So when it comes to the Hollywood end of it, you know, we're either on the development side, where we're helping to write scripts, or we're helping to put together uh, visual development, and then sometimes we also work with animation production itself, which is a very time-intensive, resource-intensive gig for the most part. And we can be on productions anywhere from like six months to a year, two years maybe. Mm. And you know, we usually employ anywhere from like you know twenty to about sixty people across the globe. To get that wow. done. We're also one of the first animation companies to ever adopt a remote standard as well, because the company was founded in 2010 in Florida, but we didn't have the resources available in the area like you would in New York or Los Angeles. And, you know, being a young startup, one of the things we tried to do, too, is also implement, you know, remote work practices. So we were one of the first companies to do that, too.
0: So how many, how many of these employees are like W-2 constant employees versus freelance? It fluctuates. So
1: one year we'll have about 10 people on W-2. And then like this year, there's only five of us and the rest are contracted out. A lot of people are moving out or they've you know relocated out of the country. So we try to be flexible on that end.
0: And as far as the work goes, what do you enjoy the most? And assuming that there's a difference between the two, what tends to be the most Profitable form of projects for you. Uh, what I
1: love the most is when we get into
0: the compositing
1: or post production phase, because that's when you really start seeing all the hard work come together, and you know you're putting the, the finishing touches, and you can it, it feels real, and you feel like you have something that's that's just about ready to get out to market. Yeah, I think where the real money is is in IP creation or intellectual property creation. So you come up with an idea. And then you essentially sell it or license it, and usually that's because the the cost to produce it is very low. So you might come up with an idea for a show, you put in about maybe like 10k of you know investment capital, and then you might be able to flip it for like 15k or 20k depending upon the buyer, and that's that's a nice return because most of the time with animation you're usually working within the margins. So television production because it's so labor intensive and time intensive. You're lucky if you're, you're capable of scraping away uh, 1% even. And that go, that's pretty much industry standard at this point. I mean, we've done pretty well because of our practices and the things that we do as a business. Like we've never taken on loans or, you know, credit. Everything is cash for the most part. And we own all of the tools that we work with. So, we've been able to bring like a 10 15% margin, which is pretty good. And so if you're able to get that on a television show, you're doing fantastic. Uh, if you're able to do that on commercial projects even better because they pay a lot more for a shorter duration. And then all that capital can go back into reinvestment in the business or marketing or, or any of that
0: that part. And then when it comes to the tools that you're using, as there have been developments across the last you know 25 years or so... Has it gotten way easier? Do you just have greater capacity, but it's the same amount of work? And what are your thoughts on AI tools? Is that are, are you ever concerned about that? Or does it just, once again, increase your capacity for creating projects?
1: Yeah, so I've been in this industry since 1999. And I've seen the tech go from everything being done on paper and pencil to celluloid, you know, ink. And acrylic paints to everything being done on an iPad. It's been an amazing, amazing journey to see this and to see all the tech that's actually made work that much. Like you can do so much more with so with so less, right? So I mean, like there'd be productions that I had been on, like ones for for Nickelodeon, where we've had a studio of like three hundred and something people, and now most of these productions are being done with maybe half or less because you know what used to take maybe like 10 editors now only takes an assistant and a lead editor to do things or for an animator you know we used to have all these different ink and paint departments back in the day and now everything can be done by a single person because the resources there has helped it in terms of ai like i'm excited for it it helps you know make the capacity for work smoother and I mean, it's a time saver. Like tech is very deflationary in that aspect. And it's great because, you know, if we can do more with less, then hopefully, you know, we don't need to like have people (laughs) just working, you know, 24 hours a day, Like Mm -hmm. it can help us save time, help, you know, save some money. And I think that's where the rub is because I know most of Hollywood right now, there's a big strike in Los Angeles uh, for the writers. The actors were about to go on strike. There's rumors that the animation unions may go on strike next year due to AI, but um, a lot of illustrators too, are are just not a fan of it. But I think it's, I think it's an amazing tool. We found that it's helped us to be more productive and get more, you know, work product
0: out there. So one of the claims to fame here for Echo Bridge is that you're the first animation studio to adopt a Bitcoin standard. There are a lot of people Mm -hmm. listening to this podcast who love Bitcoin Maybe don't wouldn't claim to operate on a Bitcoin standard, and I'm curious to know uh, how you would define adopting a Bitcoin standard.
1: For us, I mean, this is it's always developing, you know, within the Bitcoin economy. So to say that we really went on a Bitcoin standard is that we actually used it to pay all of our expenses. So what I mean is like we paid all of our bills with Bitcoin, uh, using services like the Bitcoin Company and Bitrefill. We did payroll, you know you know, 100% in Bitcoin. So everybody who's being paid their net wages have been paid in Bitcoin. Um, our treasury, so our savings are in Bitcoin as well. So I mean, we're, we were slowly transitioning out of the fiat system. We still have a bank account. It, it's like a, it's a 80% Bitcoin, 20% fiat um, allocation. And it's just been
0: a lot easier for us to do that. It's strange, but it, it really is. So you've mentioned the Bitcoin company, Bit refill, bit wage. Are there some other tools or services or individuals maybe that you would say, hey, if you're a business owner looking to adopt a Bitcoin standard, take a look at these resources? Absolutely. Each one of those companies offers a different service. So
1: BitWage is a Bitcoin payroll service company. So if you're an employer and you want to offer Uh, Bitcoin to your employees, they're a great company to work with. Um, If you're an individual, like a a freelancer or, you know, a W2 employee and you want to be paid in Bitcoin, you can, you know, apply for their services. And what's great is, you know, you give them an XPUB and they'll send you Bitcoin right to your wallet. So it's a very fantastic service. For other employees who are looking to get in on you know, getting paid in Bitcoin, Coinbase, uh, Cash App, Strike, offer uh, payment in Bitcoin options. Uh, BitRefill and, and the Bitcoin company offer a lot of gift cards to a lot of vendors, and they've been offering Visa prepaid cards. Uh, BitRefill offers uh, prepaid MasterCards. But you, you can essentially use those to just pay your fiat bills when the when the bill comes due. And it's very seamless. It takes literally like less than a minute to get it done. And the Bitcoin company actually has really high rewards. So instead of getting cash back points, you get SATS back, you know, for your spends. And you know, you spend enough. I mean you can accrue quite a lot of rewards that you can use for something else. So we've been using a lot of the reward points from the Bitcoin company to for travel and other expenses. So it's We'd love to be a little bit more direct with companies, and that's something that we really started implementing this month, which is moving over to companies that accept Bitcoin for payment directly versus having to go through the gift card and prepaid routes. It's all an experiment in the U.S. Some places are a lot easier, but um, this has been our experience thus far.
0: So did I understand correctly that you're looking to do business now with people who are accepting Bitcoin?
1: Yeah. So, for example, our email service provider, for the longest time, we were using the Google Cloud Services, and you know we were always paying in fiat. They changed to a subscription model, um, and then you know we were trying to pay that bill, you know, using the prepaid cards. It didn't work, so we moved over to Proton Mail, and Proton Mail accepts Bitcoin directly which is easy for us because it's just scanning a QR code, sending payment. And then the other thing, as far as like getting people to pay us in Bitcoin, I think we, at this point, we've just been using the BitWage hack. We stopped really telling clients, Hey, you know, if you pay us in Bitcoin, you know, we'll give you this percentage off. So usually on bids or when we talk to people, you know, we'll have a Bitcoin option available on an invoice if they so choose to pay. Um, but really, it's just getting to the source, you know, as fast as possible. And instead of, you know, trying to be preachy about it these days, we're just like, hey, look, you can do it or you don't. You know, we don't care. We're, we're going to switch over to Bitcoin anyways, whether you like it or not.
0: Well, I appreciate you sharing some of the resources that you use, some benefits and maybe realities of operating on a Bitcoin standard. I'm curious if you have any final thoughts for business owners as they're considering the same for their own business, or maybe just other final thoughts as we finish up the conversation today?
1: Yeah, I think for business owners who are interested in jumping on a Bitcoin standard, the most I could say is it's a lot simpler than it seems. I mean, there are a lot of tools available that help make the process smoother. And one of the big hangups that I hear for business owners is the tax reporting and accounting. Look. There are some wallets out there that do a great job of keeping track of your transactions. You can export them out as, you know, a spreadsheet and send that over to your bookkeeper or accountant once a month just to keep the records up. And, you know, that's what they're there for. They're there to figure this out. There are some accountants and CPAs who are Bitcoin centric. They're out there, but it's not that difficult. And I would say just test the waters, you know, pay one bill. Whether it's the utility bill, the internet bill, you know, try it out for yourself, see how that goes, and you'll see it's not that that hard. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you'll end up finding things like like how we've been doing it, which is looking for service providers and you know, where we source our tools and resources from. You'll start looking for people who accept Bitcoin payments directly. And then you find that your life just gets a lot smoother. Because you don't have to do any of the third-party steps. You can just do direct peer-to-peer. And it, it's worth a shot. It's worth trying. And don't be afraid of that tax liability. Uh, taxes, at the end of the day, you know, we all know it's theft. But it's the cost of doing business in this uh, environment. So don't, don't worry too much about it. Just try it. You know, it's, it'll definitely change the game. and It'll show you a lot more about your business than you realized.
0: Perfect. And if people want to find out more about what you're doing or happen to have an animation project, they've just been, uh, they've been waiting to do and waiting for the right person. Where can people find out more about you and your work? So
1: they can go directly to our website, which is echo-bridge.com. So that's echo-bridge.com. the And that's where we're usually posting all of our stuff. We're, we have a blog that's updated regularly, but we're actually making a big transition over to the Noster protocol. So You'll uh, find our NPUB pub there. So if you want to find us on like Nostragram or Primal or wherever, you can just link up and we'll be there.
0: Well, Esteban, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Hey, have fun. We'll talk soon. Well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Esteban, you can find those links down in the show notes below. And if you're interested in learning more about EchoBridge, check them out as well. As always, keep building, keep growing, and until next time, keep living and leading well. lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn Sats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today